I keep recording things and then I just I don't like it. I just don't like it. I like I like less and less of what I record. Yesterday, so here's the deal. Today is Tuesday, June fourteenth. Tuesday. Uh, I recorded a podcast. I, well, I recorded a little bit on Monday, just to get the week going. But I was so tired, man, and I'm not filled with a ton more energy today, but a little bit more. It's getting there. I, I just, I'll tell you, Monday and Tuesday, Tuesday, <laughs> Monday and Tuesday, I woke up both days just complete, like just so groggy, like so tired. And uh, I mean, Sunday, I got just a few minutes shy of eight hours of sleep. My watch told me that the sleep score was like 90-something. It was, you know, I don't believe it because I never get a sleep. You know, Fitbit, I feel like, is more brutally honest than Apple Watch stuff. And there's so many sleep apps. I need to find the one that's, yeah. And for a little while, I was I was wearing the Apple Watch and I was wearing the Fitbit at the same time to bed, to bed not to, uh, which my dad did that for a while when he was still, you know, he still wanted to count all of his steps, but he wanted all the, the extra things that come with an Apple watch. And I asked him, Hey, do you, cause does the Apple watch track, you know, can you use that instead of a Fitbit and use it with the Fitbit app? No. I said, Oh, so what do you do? You just stop doing Fitbit. No, I wear both. I'm like, okay. Which I, why not? I hate, I hate watches and I hate wearing stuff. I've always hated like watches and bracelets and just wearing things on my wrist. Uh, you know, I got used to the Fitbit over time. And I've I've gotten used to the Apple Watch over time, but I uh, I still just you know you just especially on a hot day and you, it's like sweaty you have to take the thing off and then it's like you know it's just you gotta or if you wash your you know these things are waterproof and you wash your hands and then the water gets under there and you try to it's just it's annoying. It's just annoying. It's just a thing to think about. But it's beneficial because I want to know, like, if my heart rate is just going crazy and I need to, you know, it'll it'll go beep, beep, you know, something. I haven't had that happen yet, luckily, which is good. But, uh, you know, and I want to know what my sleep looks like. I want to know all these things. So Sunday before bed, I took, uh, you know, a midnight pill which usually helps me sleep great and it did and i woke up feeling just so unbelievably tired monday morning and i attributed to that like okay well i took a midnight pill that's you know that's gonna do it uh although i usually feel pretty refreshed when i have a midnight pill but okay last night i didn't take any such thing and i haven't had the you know i did i guess i'm trying to think maybe friday saturday and sunday i feel like i had some caffeine i can't totally can't fully recall, but I just, I try to, I just try to stay away from that shit. It was so like nightmarish. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about all the stuff that I talked about yesterday on the podcast that I haven't yet posted. I think I'm just going to post it because there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm realizing that I talked about. Eh, it's okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll post that. I talked about Jurassic Park. I talked, I talked about things. I, I'll post Monday's podcast. I don't mind posting it. But, uh, yeah, man, I just, I woke up this morning and was like, ugh, ugh, <laughs> I'm dying, I can't get out of bed, this is awful, help me, um, but you know, you, you get up, you get up out of bed, and then, and then the thing that really drives me crazy is I get up, and I'm so fucking tired, and I would, you know, during the pandemic and even 2019, when I was mostly working from home, I had, I just kind of went to bed whenever I wanted because I would sort of roll out of bed at like quarter to nine. Uh, cause the wife would take the kids to school most days. And sometimes I did. Um, but even still like, you know, school doesn't start until nine. So I wasn't getting up, you know, this middle school thing, man, you know, getting the, getting the, Getting the middle schoolers up at like quarter to seven and then just making sure they're 
showering and getting dressed and everything's ready to go by, you know, 7.40, 7.45, ideally. Um, it's, uh, it's like, oh, it's just, it's just wearing me down. Now, I've got nothing to complain about because the wife gets up at like 5.15 or something or 5.30. I don't even know. She gets up so fucking early to go to work and and then she i mean you know her her day is you know the same length as mine in a lot of ways i mean she's done with her work day finishes at 1:30 and she gets home uh you know 10 15 minutes later uh and then she you know she's got like 30 minutes <laughs> to hang out and then she has to go pick up child number 1 and then and then go to the elementary school to pick up child number two. And the elementary school pickup is just a, a fucking hellscape, a Mad Max kind of. And this is this is them fix quote unquote fixing the school pickup in the afternoon to make it more efficient and less dangerous and all this other stuff. And it just takes forever. And you have to get there so early. And it's just a total nightmare. And luckily, you know, we've got well, let's see, today's Tuesday. Seven, seven more elementary school afternoon pickups, and then we will never have another elementary school pickup or drop off ever again after next Wednesday. And Wednesday's a half day, so I don't even know the the pickup. They might just they might just say oh, whatever, forget it. Just you know, come and park and do whatever the hell you know. Take pictures with your kids. Maybe not. I don't know. We've got the fifth grade graduation next Tuesday, a week from today. Apple says it's eliminating passwords. Well, I just entered a bunch of passwords. What do you mean? It's just going to use the face and the finger? Yeah, who knows? What do they say? Yeah, touch ID. All right, all right. Is that what it is? Password sounds good, right? Apple says it is working toward eliminating them for goodbye using Touch ID or Face ID that's protected by encryption. Google and Microsoft say they are also planning to phase out passwords as well. Okay, I'm down with that. Passwords are stupid, and frankly, who? How many times do you have to enter a password anymore? Anyways, you know, either you have a, a phone or a computer that has the finger touch thing. Or you have the face ID. So like, you know, most of my stuff, I set up face ID on my phone anyways, phone or iPad. Any of that stuff is set up with face ID. So you enter your password once for, you know, your whatever, your bank or your, you know, whatever. And uh, your Spotify account, you know, whatever it is. And then uh, you do that once and then it's like you never have to think about it again. And it's just the face ID. But the fa- the notion of just doing face ID, it's like, yeah, great. Then there's no password for the crooks to look up. All they have to do is just, you know, cut my face off and uh, <laughs> and use that. Or, or or maybe just get a picture of my face. I don't know. There's not much there's not much that the crooks and criminals are really stand to gain from stealing my identity, I must say. Anyway, uh yeah, so the wife, you know, the wife does the, the the pickups and the well, she does the, the the pickup in the afternoon. I do. I've done every single drop off since the first day of school back in August, which is certainly a record. I, I've done. You know, every year I'm always around here and there for maybe a couple drop offs, maybe a couple pickups, but not not a huge amount of them. And and I've done every drop off this year, which is nice. But it also sucks because having a middle schooler means getting up an hour earlier than normal. Hey, if I was doing, if I had two elementary school kids, I'd get up around eh, 7.40, 7.45. The kids would get up and they'd have breakfast and, uh, you know, take a shower and then we'd be out the door at uh, whatever. And uh, and then having so having the middle school, it's like oh, and then have to come back and get the other one. But that's the nice thing, I guess. Next year, I will have to get up at that early time. But I will be dropping both children off at the middle school, which means that I will come back. I will get home around eight o'clock. And frankly, if I want to, I mean, eight o'clock, I can either say, "All right, I'm feeling good enough. Let's let's start the work day now, so I can get stuff done, and then maybe even be done a little bit early." Uh, or I can say, I'm so beat, I'm so exhausted, I'm going to lie down for 
40 minutes, an hour, and then at 9 o'clock I'll, I'll hop up and do work, go to work. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the wife gets up at 5.30. She's out of here by 6.30 and uh, to get to work uh, a little before 7. And, uh, and she's done at 1.30 and comes home for 30 minutes. We'll, we'll visit with each other for a while. If I'm not in a meeting, I'll come out and we'll chat. How was your day? That sort of nice thing and what's going on and all that. How did the morning go? Good. Yeah, okay. And uh, and she always has she always has crazy stories from work because it's uh, high school. So there's it's crazy people there, crazy high school kids. Um, and then uh, you know, and then thirty minutes later, she's out the door to pick up child number one. Comes back, drops off child number one. Pretty much right around three o'clock is when child number one comes in the door, and typically the wife will uh, just drop off child number one and then immediately back out and go get child number two because it's such a long, you have to get there so early to get a spot in line. Otherwise you're going to be waiting all day to pick up your kid. And, uh, and that's, you know, and then 30, 40 minutes later is when they get home. So really it's like, it's almost four o'clock by the time my beautiful wife has a chance to just kind of come home and say, all right, I'm, I'm done. I don't have to go anywhere else. And then she, you know, and then sometimes she might help with some homework. She she always has she always makes dinner. I don't ever make dinner, especially now cuz I'm working until the wee hours of the of the evening, of the nighttime. Uh I've become a real lady of the night. <laughs> um and so yeah, and then if it is, you know, if I just will say like, hey, don't worry about dinner. If it's my turn to make dinner, that means either <laughs> it means either everybody's having hot dogs and Eggo waffles or there's going to be a, a pizza on the way in, in 40 minutes to an hour or some sushi or something. Uh, typically pizza because it's, you know, sushi ain't free. They don't give that stuff away. They're not giving pizzas away either, but it's certainly uh, – you know, you you get two large pizzas for the same price that it costs you to get like one really nice uh, maki <laughs> roll. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't know what the point of all that is. It's just yeah. It's a it's a it's an exhausting thing. And we kept telling you know my my youngest loves school, so it's no big deal. My oldest hates school and just wants to not be in school ever. And and we, you know, throughout the year, I kind of do that Jerry Seinfeld thing, you know, when they went to Florida and they're there for the whole weekend. And he's like, well, you factor out sleeping and meals and, and you know, you have showers and you have to drive and get to places. And really, the weekend, it's, it's like 20 minutes, really, when you think about it. It's like 20 minutes that we're here. And that's what I do with my, with my oldest, like, you know, come back from February vacation which for New Hampshire ends at the beginning of March. So I'm able to say in March, like, hey, next month you have your spring break, your April vacation, which is at the end of April. And I said, when you come back from April vacation, it's going to be May. And you know what happens the month after May? School ends. So I'm like, I'm already in like February talking about like the school year's practically over. There's like, when you think about it, there's like a week left of school. It's already March. Next month is April. You got the April vacation. You'll come back from that. It'll be May. A few weeks after that, you got Memorial Day weekend. Then once you get back Memorial Day weekend, it's over. It's like 10 minutes and you're done. But I will say that <laughs> this year, and now they are going considerably late than normal because they had snow days and COVID days and all this shit. But this year, and maybe it's because I am getting up every day to take the child to school it ever since Memorial Day, which it's like, huh, Memorial Day's over. There's like three weeks left of school. It's like nothing. It has, it has felt like three years since Memorial Day. And there's still all of the rest of this week. And there's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just like, I got up today. I'm like, oh my God. 
I still, we still have to do this every day this week and then half of next week. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then my, and my oldest is like, this seems like an eternity. Remember we kept talking about Memorial Day and it was like, okay, then it's going to be June and then you're pretty much done. And I'm like, yep, I remember that. And, uh, and then they'll say, yeah, it's, it hasn't gone by fast at all in any way. And I say, yeah, I, I know. Trust me. Believe me. I know. I remember that April vacation, which now seems like three decades ago. And then saying, oh, we're going to come back from that. It's going to be May. And then you're going to have like, you know, five weeks of school. It's going to be like nothing. And it has gone by slower than any. The last time I remember anything going this slow was like the last seven days before Christmas when I was like eight years old. And you just look at the calendar and like, oh, it's not moving. We're not getting any closer to Christmas. And and that's what it's like because I'm just I'm like oh, I just want I just need to have that extra I mean it's it's an extra honestly two hours of sleep that I could get really um, you know sometimes I have an eight thirty meeting but really most days I can start at nine most days I start at nine anyways whether I want to or not because the hours between seven and and nine o'clock is driving back and forth to the middle school to elementary school blah 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 blah. So I can't really start work until 9 o'clock anyways. Some days I have an 8.30 meeting, which I take from the drop-off line at the elementary school. The good news for next year is if I have an 8.30 meeting, I will already be home so I don't have to, you know. And, I, and on Mondays, like, I need to be at the drop-off line because I present, I present uh, metrics every Monday and I only have my phone, so I have to like either it's it's really it's quite the it's quite the juggling act <laughs> of like racing to try and get to the school and uh, before it's my turn to go on and present and there's been times where I'm just like turning the cool you know i'm still I'm still in transit, and it's like, okay, okay, you're up, tell us about your slides like uh. And I really just want to say the same thing that I say on any presentation, which is like, can't you just look at the slides? Like, how about we just like, how about you just look at them? And if you see some weird shit, just, just give me a call or better yet. Don't call me. Just send me an email even better. So I walk through the slides, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it's crazy though, that the elementary school thing is coming to an end. I have eight days left before I, We'll have no elementary school aged children and we'll never have elementary school aged kids for as long as I live, which, you know, I got emotional last year because it was like all I had known was I have two kids who are in elementary school for six years. It was, you know, from kindergarten through fifth grade, uh, which was the entire time that we've lived here. I have only elementary school aged kids. And then, you know, taking my oldest to middle school for the first time was just like, oh my God, holy shit, this is really happening. And then later this fall, I will have a teenager for the first time and I will have two middle schoolers and no elementary schoolers ever again. And that's, that's strange. But <laughs> in previous years, I was only getting up at 7.30, 7.45 to take the kids to school and uh, and that wasn't so bad. The difference between 6.30 and 7.30 is like, it's huge, right? It's humongous. It's incredible. You know, if it's like, yeah, 7.45, 8.45, eh, it's, I can get up either of those times. No big deal. 6.45 is just like, oh, oh. And when I think about all the years that I was getting to that, the bus, to go to the Boston Express bus that left the station at 5.35, which certainly, you know, and since my bed is not located at the bus station, uh, I didn't, was not getting up at 5 o'clock. Well, well before, I think 4.30 was when I would get up. I don't even know how that was. I, I, oh, my God. And then I think all those years of delivering newspaper, like, how the fuck? It's just, yeah, it's getting harder. And that, it's funny. I talked to my parents, and, I mean, my dad always had to get up early. Uh, to go to school and teach you know he taught at the high school high school starts very early and uh, so he was always up 
you know, well before the crack of dawn. And my mom was always up quite early. And in retirement, yeah, my dad's, you know, he'll stay up a little later, sleep in a little bit. And, but my mom has, I've just, I've only known my mom as somebody who's up at like five, five thirty. A late, a late start to the day would be six o'clock. <laughs> and, and otherwise it's, you know, somewhere between five and six every day, all the time, no exceptions. She's up. And there's been times where I've sent her a text at like, you know, very early, like seven in the morning. And I don't get a response for like two, three hours. And in the last year or so, I've, yeah, I think it was maybe a year or two ago that I sent an early morning text and didn't get a response, which my mom is very responsive to texts. And the fact that, you know, okay, an hour went by, geez, this is weird, two hours, and now I'm starting to worry. And then at like 9.15, I got a text like, hey, sorry, I just got up. Like, really? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Your father and I, we stay up and we watch <laughs> we watch TV and then we go to bed at like 11, midnight, something like that. Because I'll get texts from my mom now at like 10.30 at night when I'm getting in bed. I'm like, wait a minute. Because I used to send her those late night texts forgetting that she was probably already asleep hours ago. And now it's now it's the, the opposite. But it's like, wow. my the, the last person I ever expected to be sleeping in like ever is is just sleeping and why not like what do you what do you get you know get the schedule that works for you you don't have to work you're gonna get paid forever and uh yeah so enjoy it live the live the late night lifestyle and sleep in do whatever you want it's great i'm jealous although i'm yeah i'm not much for sleeping in i don't uh eight o'clock would be sleeping in uh and that's pretty even that's pretty rare but it's it's typically yeah I'm typically up even no matter what time I get to bed even on the weekends I'm up at seven seven thirty. This is fascinating. I, this is very fascinating stuff. I know you're just like whoa. Tell me more about your sleep schedule, dude. Uh, I guess I don't have much much else to say except we can talk more about sleeping and alarm clocks and that kind of thing. But anyways, yeah, I woke up today and was just, oh my god, I'm like I'm so tired. And then it sucks cuz you go to wake up the you wake up the kid who's like, you know, my 12-year-old is, you know, rolls over and grabs the sheets and I'm like, no, no, no. Time to get up. Sorry. Just got to get breakfast. You know, and then I give him a I give him an extra minute of sleep, 2 minutes of sleep cuz I'll, you know, I'll go get him a bowl of cereal. What do you want for cereal? Okay, I'll go get it. I pour him a bowl of cereal. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll hit the bathroom real quick and come back and be like, okay, now you must get up right now. And, uh, and then they've got a solid 15 minutes to eat breakfast and relax on the couch before it's shower time. And it's a very, you know, it's a pretty regimented thing. But, you know, when this kid is just like, oh, I don't want to get up. It's like, well, guess how I feel? Because I've already gone to sixth grade and now I have to get up for sixth grade when i could be sleeping in how do you think i fucking feel at least you're getting up because you have to do this i don't have to do shit nobody's taking my attendance at the middle school but yet here i am making sure that we are at the middle school by eight o'clock yeah yeah fucking ingrate (laughs) uh celtics lost last night and the Golden State Warriors take a 3-2 lead in a series that at one point the Celtics had a 2-1 lead. Game six, coming back to Boston on Thursday. That is going to be, you know, when you think about it, like, I guess I'm just, I'm never, I'm not cut out to ever be a super fan of anything. Because there's, like, part of me that says, like, oh, man, like, how often does this happen? Like, when was the last, you know, the last time Boston was in the finals? My God. Like to be able to like just say okay, I'll spend the eight hundred dollars on the worst ticket in the arena. <laughs> the cheapest ticket is like eight something. It's probably more than that now. But let's just say a thousand dollars, and I say, all right, what if I just you know, how often is this going to happen? Let me just spend a thousand dollars to go watch this game six uh, playoff game. Which, I mean, at one point, <laughs> you know, before uh, up until last night. 
it was like, oh, Game Six could potentially like they could they could win the championship in Boston in Game Six. Obviously, they can't now, no matter what happens. Uh, if Boston wins the finals, they'll have to do it in San Francisco in Game Seven. Uh, but still, uh, it's it's either <laughs> either Golden State is going to win their NBA title in Boston on Thursday, which would suck, or it's going to be a huge win for the Celtics, and they live to fight another day, and then they go on to Game 7. This is it. Championship. Game 7. Sunday. And then that's a big, you know, even though even though Celtics fans aren't going to be able to see a, a championship victory at home, I mean, that... If, if the Celtics win in Game Six, that's uh, you know that's a championship victory in and of itself because it's like holy shit we we're gonna push it to a Game Seven, which I've always felt like no matter what this thing's gonna go to Game Seven. I really think the Celtics will win Thursday. Uh, you know they they were losing for a lot of that game last night, and then just boom I I, I was doing some work and I turned around and then I turned back and I was like oh my god they're tied. It's like, oh my god, the Celtics are the Celtics are up. And then I came, you know, and they got ready for bed and turned everything off. And I hopped in bed and looked at my phone to watch the rest of the game. And it's like, oh, okay. The Celtics are gonna lose. <laughs> but uh it's still still a fun thing. But I think like, yeah, well, what if I just like how often does this happen if I just spent some bucks and went and watched Game six in Boston, even though they're not going to win the championship in game six, still to see that potentially huge victory and to be part of that atmosphere. Wow, what fun. And then I think like, yeah, it's all fun until the clock strikes zero and and Golden State wins. And it's like, <laughs> so you could not only, you're guaranteed to not see the Celtics win the championship in Boston because uh, they have to win game six and seven to do that. Uh, <laughs> but you could also have Boston lose game six, which losing game one, two, three, and in most cases four, uh, you know, it probably doesn't mean that the series is over. It means, okay, you lost one, but we've got more to make up for it. This is like, well, if the Celtics lose, not only do they lose and not only does Golden State win, but we get to see Golden State just going crazy and celebrating that they came to Boston and they beat the Celtics and won the championship in, in the same thing. And that, that is enough for me to say, Nope, I don't want to spend a thousand dollars to see that, (laughs) but that's the risk, right? It's like, Holy shit. You could, you could, you could spend a lot of money to be very, very, very disappointed, which is why I'm glad we went and saw the Celtics, play Atlanta back in March and they won and it was a really fun good game and it was exciting and it didn't really cost that much and that was perfect it was like a Tuesday night or Wednesday whatever it was it's like yeah this is great I spent uh I don't know for all three tickets I spent maybe what 200 bucks something like that and then you know, 50, 60 bucks on snacks and drinks and all that shit. And, uh, and that, that I can deal with. If they had lost, it would have been like, eh, bummer, but whatever. We got to see if it's a night, fun night out and didn't have to break the bank to do it. If I were to go just myself, it's going to cost $1,000 to go see what could potentially be a Golden State <laughs> championship celebration in TD Garden on Thursday. And that's enough for me to say, nope, uh-uh. Don't want. I'll watch it on TV, <laughs> and then if Boston wins, I'll be very happy for them, and I'll be able to tune in on Sunday and hope that they they win another one, uh, win Game Seven and get the victory, get the championship. And if they don't, I'll say, well, you know, at least I didn't spend a thousand dollars to see that outcome in person. <laughs> it's certainly it's going to be historic either way. It's just you know, it might not be the. Not my not, might, might not be a good history that you want to see. Uh, yeah, it's just been uh, it's been long. It's just everything just feels so. There's some weeks where I don't feel the pressure. I don't feel like, and I sit there and I say, why don't I feel stressed out? 
and I'm worried. I'm like, uh, am I am I forgetting to do things? Am I am I like, and which I I attribute to the Wellbutrin and the stuff that I'm on, because I never feel like that ever. Uh, but then there's other weeks like this week where I'm just like, oh my god, okay, what do I have to do? Oh Jesus, okay, I think uh, I think I'm gonna just fuck up everything, and then they're gonna probably fire me like tomorrow morning. And it's it's like back to that stuff. Like, God damn it. By the way, the people who have offered me a full-time role, I'm sitting here thinking like they're going to fire me. I'm going to just fuck everything up today. And then they're going to fire me first thing tomorrow. And then I'll be just done. Just back to square one. It's not going to happen. But it's like that's that's the shitty way that uh, that the mind works. Uh, even though you really know that that's not the case, you still, you just can't fully convince yourself that it's not. Uh, but I am, I'm so tired though. Like I, even having the energy to talk right now, I had less energy yesterday and I, I, I have a little bit more energy today, but not much. And I'm just, yeah, those were two days where I just woke up and said, Oh my God, I'm what, what is happening right now? I feel like. I feel like I need to just like slip into a coma. I'm so tired. And uh yeah. That's <laughs> That's what we have right now as I'm just I'm trying to get the energy. I'm trying to get the strength. I think it's because I had caffeine over the weekend and it takes a few days for that to get sort of out of your system. And it's amazing because it's a small amount of caffeine. It's not a big shit ton of caffeine that I had. But it's like, uh, it was just enough that I needed to just kind of perk myself up over the weekend. Because you think like, ah, if I take a, if I have some caffeine on a Saturday morning, I have the rest of the weekend to kind of sleep it off, shake it off. But then the problem is I'll have caffeine Sunday morning because I'm like, I, f- I still feel tired. I, uh, the come down from the caffeine, I, maybe I'll have just a little bit and a little bit more and just a little bit more. And then Monday it's like, I won't have any. And you're just like, uh, uh. and so I got these new shoes. They're like, they're Crocs, but like flip-flops because the wife wears uh, a pair of these, uh, these suckers. She has like these Croc type deals. Um, yeah, I'm looking. Oh, yeah, they're the exact same ones that I have. They're so they're like Croc flip flops, and she said, "Oh, they're so comfortable, and it's great, and you know it'll give you your feet can breathe, and you know, blah blah blah." Because I always, I always put the sneakers on with no socks, which is a terrible, terrible thing to do. Um, but I do that, and then, and then I live to regret it. And she said, "No, get these Crocs, because then you, you know." And I got them, I don't know, when they came in the mail, Saturday or Sunday. And I wore them once. I went to Costco. And uh, I got about halfway out to the car. And I almost turned around and came back. So I'm like, these are so uncomfortable. And I said, no, no, no. You've barely had them on. Let's just see. And I got to Costco. And I'm like limping because I'm like, these these fuckers are going to fall off my feet. They're, they're somehow, they're both too tight and too loose at the same time. I'm not really sure how they did it, but they did it uh, because I will I will have them on and I can feel it like squeezing against my foot. But then if I'll start walking, uh, if I don't sort of like tighten my feet to try and like sort of grip the shoes, they'll just come flying right off, which is a really fun thing. So I did the Costco stuff and then I came home and, uh, you know, and then I wore because they're just, they are super easy to flip. It's nice to just slide right into them. And unlike my other pair of sandals where you have to pull the strap over and kind of – it's just – it's so lovely to just have a pair of uh, footwear that I don't even have to do anything except slide my feet into. So, And that's about where the fun ends because then I get in uh, – Monday and Tuesday, taking the kids to school, I wore them. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not really even walking. I'm just sitting in the car, so how bad that, can that be? And here I am today, I f- – like – my back is sore, like it's going up to like my neck and my legs are sore and it's entirely from those flip-flops. There's no other explanation for it. I'm just dying, I'm dying. My feet are dying from the flip-flops. Uh, you know who died yesterday? Uh, uh, Bookman. And I just completely forgot his name. From Seinfeld, let's see. Just one of the best scenes ever. 
Uh, let's see. I feel so bad that I can't even remember the guy's real name. Joe Bookman, a library cop. What the hell is his name? Uh, well, hold on. I, I, I want to know what his name is. It seems, it doesn't seem right that I, why can't I remember? It was only like everywhere yesterday. He passed away at the age of 90. Uh, what's his name? Seinfeld Bookman actor. Philip, it's like Philip Baker Hall, that's it. Philip Baker Hall dies at the age of 90. And I I know him primarily, I know he's in a lot of stuff. I know him primarily from two things. Seinfeld, he was in one episode as the library detective whose name was Bookman, which is fantastic. And then uh, he's in a few episodes of Kirby Enthusiasm. And there's one where, you know, Larry, he plays Dr. Morrison, Larry's doctor. And they don't get along very well. And Larry wants to use the phone in the doctor's office. And he wants to have his, you know, his nut. Anyway, and there's a, it was after Mel Brooks opened the door onto Larry's forehead. And he's, his head's like slashed open. And he goes to, and he's just the doctor and Larry are just not getting along very well. And then Dr. Morrison says, you know, he's going to give him a shot. It's just going to be a little prick. And Larry says, yeah, there is a prick involved. That's for sure. And <laughs> Dr. Morrison, yes, it's yes, there's, there, there will be a prick. And, and, and Larry says, yes, there is one prick in this room. That's for sure. You know, something like that. It's so great. Uh, anyway, here's the Seinfeld thing. Yeah, you don't drink coffee. How about instant coffee? No, I don't have. You don't have any instant coffee? Well, I don't normally. And it's because Jerry took a book out in high school, uh, Tropic of Cancer, and he's he's got like twenty years worth of late fees. So the library detective has has tracked him down, and that's that's this guy Bookman. Doesn't have instant coffee. I don't. You buy a jar of Folgers crystals, you put it in a cupboard, you forget about it, and later on when you need it, it's there. It lasts forever. It's freeze dried. Freeze dried crystals. Really, I have to remember that. You took this book out in 1971. Yes, and I returned it in 1971. Yeah, 71. That was my first year on the job. Bad year for libraries. Bad year for America. Hippies burning library cards. Abby Huffman telling everybody to steal books. I don't judge a man by the length of his hair or the kind of music he listens to. Rock was never my bag. But you put on a pair of shoes when you walk into the New York Public Library, fella. Look, Mr. Bookman. <laughs> I, I returned that book. I remember it very specifically. You're a comedian. You make people laugh. I try. You think this is all a big joke, don't you? No, I don't. I saw you on TV once. I remembered your name from my list. I looked it up. Sure enough, it checked out. You think because you're a celebrity that somehow the law doesn't apply to you, that you're above the law? Certainly not. Well, let me tell you something funny. Boy. You know that little stamp? The one that says New York Public Library? Well, that may not mean anything to you, but that means a lot to me. One whole hell of a lot. Sure, go ahead. Laugh if you want to. I've seen your type before. Flashy, making the scene, flaunting convention. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. It's just guy making such a big stink about old library books. Well, let me give you a hint, Jimmy. Maybe we can live without libraries, people like you and me. Maybe. Sure, we're too old to change the world. But what about that kid sitting down, opening a book right now in a branch of the local library? And finding drawings of peepees and wee-wees. <laughs> and the cat in the hat. And the five Chinese brothers. Doesn't he deserve better? Look, if you think this is about overdue fines and missing books, you better think again. This is about that kid's right to read a book without getting his mind warped. Or maybe that turns you on, Seinfeld. Maybe that's how you get your kicks. You and your good time buddies. <laughs> well, I got a flash for you, joy boy. <laughs> Party time is over. You got seven days, Seinfeld. That is one week. Oh man, it's so great. It's just so. I mean, that is one of the great for a guy who appeared in one and only one Seinfeld episode. Easily the most memorable, uh, you know, one-off appearance. Probably the most memorable one-off appearance in the history of television. I, I could not think of another one that was as good. 
as uh, Philip Baker Hall, is that his name, as Detective Bookman. And just the fact that he's named Bookman. And Kramer's like, Bookman? You mean the library detective's name is Bookman? That's like if an ice cream man has named Cone. Oh, man. And then it was just, yeah. Then you've got, like, the Kirby Enthusiasm episode. There, there's a prick involved. There, There is a prick. There's one prick. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Jesus. Can is that on YouTube? Dr. Morrison. Uh, Larry. Well, let's see. Let's see. Ah! Thing like this in your life? Only me. No, Only that's me not the one. I'll bet you I can sue him. Don't you think? No, I wanted the one where he's uh, talking about the prick. Yeah, because they had him come. They did, he did a couple episodes. Yeah. Well, oh, what's this? Yeah, here we go. Let's see now. Oh, yeah, because Larry uses the doctor's phone to call Jeff. What? What do you call me on the doctor's phone for? I'm bored to death in here. Don't use the doctor's phone. That's not right. What? What's the big deal? They don't like it. Well, I just thought I'd give you a call. See what's up. How you doing? How's Jeff? I'm supposed to use that phone. Sorry. It was a local call. Uh, you're not supposed to use the phone. It doesn't matter whether it was a local or a long-distance call. We just don't want people using that phone, okay? Fine. What's the, what, what's the big deal, though? It's no big I, deal. If I may ask, is the, uh, what's the problem? There is no problem. We just don't want people using that phone. I don't understand why not, though. Why, why couldn't I use it? Well, you could use it. You obviously did. We don't want you to use it, though. With all due respect, I just don't really understand the rule. I don't see what the big deal is. The history of how we arrived at that is so complex that I won't even bore you with it. Just let it be said that we don't allow anyone to use the phones in the examination rooms. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how it's uh, hurting anybody. It's not, it's not hurting anybody. We just have a rule here. You don't use the doctor's wound. It's simple. Yeah, I just don't understand what the reason is. I mean, you're saying not to use it, but what's the reason? I don't understand why you have to know the reason. I'm just trying to understand why you decided that. It seems very capricious to me. You know, it, it's hard to make a rule that takes in all the contingencies. So we just have a rule. Don't use the phone. Okay. okay. Understood. All right. All right. Glad you understand it. So what happened here? Let's have a look. I got hit by a door. Wow. Sit down, will you? Mel Brooks coming out of a bathroom and a swinging door hit me. Yeah? Mel Brooks, huh? Yeah. Yeah? Is that the Mel Brooks? Uh-huh. Funny guy, yeah? I like Mel Brooks. I'm a big fan of his. Lay down, will you? Yeah, it's great. Put your head on the pillow? <sighs> yeah, I have tickets for his play, the producers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear it's great. So do I. Boy, this is uh, kind of a nasty cut. All right, I think all we have to do here is clean this up and uh, put in a few stitches. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Again, I'm sorry about the uh, the phone stuff. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just, um, if you're ever in a doctor's office again, don't use the phone. Yeah, it just seems like an odd policy to me, though. Mm-hmm. It's a rule that is pretty universal in examination rooms. You don't use the phone. Yeah, I understand. It's just that the rule doesn't make any sense, that's all. Well, it makes sense to us. Okay, fine. You know, we don't have many rules here. That's one of them. Seems a little odd, though, that if you're making a local call, that anybody would care, but whatever. Well, it's not the expense of the call we're concerned about. Now, I don't know if you've ever had stitches before, but there is a slight bit of pain involved. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, I would say, really, than a little prick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a prick involved. Uh, yes, there is a prick involved. Yeah, there's one prick involved. Yeah, I would say there is one prick involved. I agree. I'm not a doctor, but I agree. There is one prick. Yep. <laughs> and the more I look at this, I think this is pretty minor. And then he drools on his head. <laughs> all right. Anyway, he's he died. He was so funny. Just memorable. And, all, and then there's a later Kirby Enthusiasm episode where Larry gets his his personal phone number and he says don't ever call me at this phone number and then larry calls his number because he's being chased <laughs> and he's like i need uh, he goes to his house and he's like what are you doing here i'm i'm having a glass of wine with my wife i'm enjoying relaxing and larry's like i just need to hide here this guy's chasing me. it's just uh, he's 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 great so yeah rest in peace one of the funniest uh one of the funniest scenes in television history as far as i'm concerned 
the, the detective bookman. I love the curb scene too. That's always, that's always been a favorite of mine. The, the prick is a little prick. There is a prick there. There is, I would, I'm not a doctor, but I would say there is one prick involved. Yes, there is a prick. Yeah, I, I would say so, doctor. There is a prick. Oh my God. So good. Uh, anyway, so sad news, but happy because we got to hear those clips and, uh, I still say, watch Seinfeld. I know, not everybody's a Seinfeld fan. I don't fully understand that. But, God damn, I, I watched that show, and I've said this before, there are, like, certain Simpsons episodes, and, you know, a few, there's a few other things, but a lot of stuff, you know, when I'm watching something by, my, by myself, I don't, really laugh out loud if i'm you know it's you 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 do you laugh sometimes a little bit more when you're with friends you're with company whatever uh if i'm watching something by myself i'll sit there quietly and say that's really funny in my head i'm saying that's a very funny joke but i'm not laughing out loud seinfeld i can sit there and watch the same damn thing that i've seen five million times and just now if you could hear me uh, the bookman thing he's like "Eh." Maybe that's what turns you on, Seinfeld. You and your good time buddies. I like he calls him Joy Boy. Like it's just so everything about that is perfect. He could have done that a million he could have done that scene every day from then until now, and he wouldn't have gotten it better than what they had there. That was absolutely perfect. And to watch Jerry, you know, actually, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, cuts and camera angles and they have they have a there's a blooper thing of him too like because jerry i think that i think he said that was the scene of all the scenes that he you know broke character and and laughed that was the one that he had the most difficulty and you can even see it in the in this version that you can see him smiling and i i don't know for sure but i would think that when bookman says you know oh sure you're laughing you think it's funny or whatever it is I'm sure that Jerry himself was laughing and he just, you know, in the, and Philip Baker Hall uh, improvised that line. It would be my guess. And then, cause you could, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cuts. And I, I think a lot of it was just because Jerry was just laughing so hard at everything that, uh, that this guy was doing. Uh, and then I love the, yeah, I love the curb scenes too. All great, all great stuff. All right. It's been enough. That's got, now I've got some energy. Now I've got a little energy. I've, I feel a little bit better. Look, see this? I'm, I'm a little louder. I've been, I've been kind of talking like this all morning because I have no energy. But now I've talked. I've had a good laugh. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. Watching that clip of Bookman that I've seen, I don't even, couldn't even tell you how many times. And I'm laughing as though it's the first time I've ever seen it because it is just so goddamn funny. It is so perfect. It is so perfect a scene. I just I can't even stand it. Almost makes me mad that if I, not that I'm in television, but I could be in television. I could be in every comedy from now until the end of time, and I won't. I won't have something as good as that guy's performance because I was just so, ah, just so perfect. He had like the old guy detective, the old timey sort of detective, detective movie kind of cadence and his voice and everything, and ah, and just the words that he used. I mean, just. Just everything, everything about it, everything about it. It's just so great. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> fine drawings of peepees and wee wees. Just, just, just so good, man. Just so good. <sighs> yeah. So thank you. In death, Philip Baker Hall has given me life, and I thank you for this. Thank you, Philip Baker Hall. For all the laughter, all the, I mean, Jesus Christ. And I tell you, I, yeah, as I was watching that scene just now, I'm laughing, legitimately laughing. Uh, I watched Seinfeld by myself, and it will legitimately make me laugh, unlike anything else. I just fucking love that show. All right. I got to go. I got shit to do. Uh, You know, whatever. We'll see what happens. Today is the final PTO meeting which means I have one more PTO meeting and I have one more set of PTO meeting minutes to take and then to process and to finalize and to send back 
And I will be doing that as soon as I possibly can, as close to tonight's meeting as I possibly can. And then, my friends, I will officially be... (laughs) Actual retirement is not uh, coming for a long time, if at all. So it's the small things. And... And after this, I get to retire from PTO forever, just like when I was 18 and I graduated from high school. But I also got to graduate from church and never go to church ever again. And it was a, it was like the the when that light bulb went off when I was having sort of the final church. They they always did a nice little thing at the end of the year at church uh, for the graduating seniors, and you'd get up there and you'd tell them where you're going to college, and which was fun because I was uh, I was headed off to community college. And I didn't feel ashamed about that or anything because it's still college. Uh, they, <laughs> I still had some of my toughest courses were at community college. Uh, you know, everybody thinks it's fucking, you know, it's for idiots and it's easy. And like, okay. But, you know, I was in the honors program. It was like, eh, I'm still, you know, still calculus is still calculus. They're not like changing calculus because it's community college. Anyway. So, you know, there's ones going off to this college and this one's going off to that college. And then, uh, and then the priest got to me and he's like, and you're going off to uh, Marist College in the fall. That's right. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, no, but yeah, sure. And, uh, which, and he knew that I was not going to Marist I had applied. I had got into Marist College. But for whatever reason, I mean, I got into Marist. I got into Syracuse. Uh, I don't even remember where Ithaca. I, I can't remember. I was such a dope. I applied to all these dumb schools, uh, and the only one there were two that I wanted to go to. One was NYU. One was Syracuse, and uh, and then that for for reasons we won't discuss in this show, it didn't happen. So instead, community college. The shitty thing about community college is, yeah, you're not getting like you probably have to just you know either live in an apartment or live at home with your parents. And you go to school and then you come home and everyone else is off having like the traditional sort of college experience and you're not. And it's like eh, this sort of and people are like, oh, but, you know, you get to take care of your uh, the general requirements and blah, 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 save a ton of money. It's like, yeah, that's great. But I'm also like I'm also going to be paying for my education. So why don't I get to like how about I choose where I go? And uh, my choice is not community college. Anyway, there's nothing wrong with community college. It really, uh, I had a great experience in the two years that I was there, and I went to Hudson Valley Community College. It's the Harvard of community college. They call it Harvard on the Hudson because because it's the Ivy League of the community colleges. You can't get a better community college experience than HVCC. And I got to go to HVCC and I got to work, uh, you know, 30 hours a week at a toy store where I got to meet my wife and a lot of lifelong friends. And, uh, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Then I went to Binghamton, which, which – Without all of those, without all of that happening, I would never have ended up at Stewart's. And if I didn't end up at Stewart's, I wouldn't have been able to quit Stewart's with no job lined up. And if I didn't quit Stewart's, I wouldn't have been able to have my final shift at Stewart's where I made my final sausage biscuit sandwich and wrote La Poopy on the label. And if you don't know that story, you can go back to the very first episode of the Birthday Boy podcast and you can listen to me tell you about La Poopy. And, uh, so, you know, it all, it all worked out in the end. I didn't get to go to the school I wanted to, but you have a fun story, the little poopy story, which makes it all worthwhile in my, <laughs> my book. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows what like videos and films and TV stuff I could be doing right now, but I'm not, but at least I have the little poopy story. So no, no sadness, no regrets whatsoever. <laughs> Great fun, all great fun. Yeah, and when I, by the way, uh, fall of 1998, which was my first semester at quote college, because I wasn't at college, I was you know taking college classes. It's not like I was in a dorm or something. But anyway, uh, fall of 1998 was the first time that I was hit with uh, a level like the my first sort of instance that i can really recall being like holy shit i am fucking depressed like oh man (laughs) 
there is a there is a darkness that I have not ever experienced. And I just sort of attribute it to like, well, a lot of stuff has changed. I'm not in high school anymore. You know, a year ago I was in high school with all my hell, six months ago I was in high school with all my friends. And now they're, you know, in various places around New York State and outside of New York State and wherever the hell they are. Most of my friends were in New York State, so there's at least that, but you know, not local anymore. Um so it was like I just attribute like, okay, I think it's just because like everything has changed so much in a short amount of time that maybe I just need to, you know, I need to really process it. Um, but when I think back to it, yeah, no, I was just fucking, (laughs) I was just fucking depressed. That should have been, you know, whatever. But, uh, I mean, it was like, oh, like just don't want to get out of bed. Just real, which, you know, a lot of people get that kind of weird sadness. You know, they go off to school and maybe the first couple of days, the first couple of weeks are just, you don't know anybody yet. And you're just still meeting people and getting, if it's like all new different things. Um, and for me, yeah, it was just, it was just like, a, you know, drawn out for several months. And it's just, oh, it just sucked. But uh, anyway. But that's all, it's all worth it because, again, we have the La Poopy story. And what is the Birthday Boy podcast without the La Poopy story? I, there might not be a Birthday Boy podcast without the La Poopy story. <laughs> On that note, uh, I'm going to go. And, uh, yeah, we talked a little Seinfeld, a little this, a little that. And I, I, I don't know what else. But, uh, anyways, what I was talking about, oh... No, wait a minute. I think I had, was I saying something else about the, oh yeah, graduating from church. And because I had, I had gone to Marist and I talked to the people and they're like, yeah, yeah. And I got accepted and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, and he, he knew the priest knew that, but he also knew that I would, you know, turn it down and I'm going to go to community college. So we got up there on the altar and everybody's like, ah, and you young man are going to what? Oh, right. And you are going to, and Johnny boy, you're off to Marist in the fall. That's right. Marist. And before I could even, uh, well, no, okay. Um, (laughs) and I was just like, oh, God damn it. And I just remember thinking, I'm so happy that I'm graduating from church. So I, that there was nothing depressing about not having to go back to church. I will say that much, and uh, that was that was a great feeling, like just being fucking okay. I'm done with church, done forever. Uh, ugh, ugh, uh, uh. Oh yeah, my good buddy Carl wrote and said uh, he had nice things to say about the Mondo ADHD uh, podcast. What did Carl say? I can't remember. Your Mondo ADHD was incredible. And I said, thanks, man. Wasn't sure if I'd do a podcast on it, but figured what the hell. It was brave shit, brother. Motivates me. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's great, dude. I, I that's, that's nice. We had a little chat and, uh, you know, it was it was good. I'm glad. Hey, I, one person wrote to me and said that they thought it was good. I didn't know. I'm like, this isn't really, you know, I talk about myself usually in like the goofiest kind of sense, you know, silly, which I, which I prefer to talk about the silly, but you know, sometimes, sometimes you just aren't in the mood to talk about the silly and, uh, you know, yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. Is this, is this the podcast that anybody wants to hear? And then I do what I always do. I said, I don't care. (laughs) They don't want to hear it. They can skip it. I'm going to record it and I'm going to post it anyways. Because this is, you know, is pretty personal, and I don't mind. I don't mind that shit. Jesus Christ! I've, how, how many personal fucking things have I said on this podcast? I don't care. We're not. We're not. We're not on this planet for all that long. So it's like, why? Why just like keep things to ourselves? And I, I don't know. Just talk about shit. Just talk about shit. That's like the one thing. I, I don't know if I'm a good parent or not. I really don't. I, like I just. Like I always think, like ah, oh, there's there's stuff that I probably should have done differently, or could be doing differently, or should do differently. But then there's uh, there's stuff that like I don't know, man. The fact that my kids are like cool to to like come to me and talk about stuff, 
and ask me questions about stuff that they don't always want my advice. And sometimes I just give it to them anyways. Uh, and usually when my advice, <laughs> advice involves, you know, my, my sixth grader who's missed quite a few days of school this week, uh, this year. And as a result, you're going to miss some stuff. You're going to miss some projects. You're going to miss things and you have to make up for it. So many of the days this week, my 12 year old is staying, you know, the 30 minutes or hour or whatever it is after school to, to finish those projects. And I made it very clear like that because their grades are outstanding, excellent grades. And if they have an incomplete on just a handful of these projects, it'll be a zero, which will bring one grade down in one class, which will then pull down the whole average. And I'm explaining that is bullshit. Not because I'm, I'm not angry with you. What I'm angry at is if you didn't do this and then you got a lower grade than what you deserve because you've worked too hard in the other classes to get your A's that to have this one class. And it's art class. The kid's like, I fucking hated art class. I thought it was pointless. Why? Because it was pointless because I'm not an artist. Not everybody is an artist, but that's the thing about school. Not everybody's a mathematician. Not everybody's good at science. Not everybody's going to be a writer. You just have to take all of that shit. And for me, art was always my least favorite because I had to work so hard to make a drawing that was a piece of crap because I don't have that ability. And I would have to try so extra hard to just do something and then get a grade that was less than somebody else. And I would endlessly, endlessly argue with the teacher, why don't I get an A? Because I worked just as hard, if not harder, than somebody else. And you say, well, because their work is more, uh, is, is better than yours. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, but you realize that no matter, I could sit here all day and all night and it's, I'm not going to give you the quality that they're giving you simply because I don't have that ability. But don't you see how hard I'm working? Like this drawing that I've given you is not something that I could just sit down and do. I had to sit down and spend hours and hours just carefully <laughs> putting this together and I didn't enjoy it. It's not fun. I don't like drawing still life. I don't like painting. I don't like sculpting. I don't like pencils. I don't like crayons. I don't like anything. I don't like markers. I hate it. I don't like drawing. I don't like coloring. I fucking hate creating this art bullshit. I hate it because I'm not good at it. And no matter how hard I try, it's not going to change. But I'm working my ass off to give you this finished product Maybe you could give me a and, – and by the way, my grade was usually like an A minus, and I would be pissed that it wasn't an A plus, so I'd yell at the teacher. Um, anyway, so my oldest does the same thing, like just hates art and for all, a lot of the same reasons. And yesterday my wife and I were talking because my oldest was great at the wood shop, at wood tech, metal tech, you know, all that stuff, like making those things. We have this gorgeous wooden uh, coat hanger thing that's like almost my height and it's it's wonderful it's just so well made and the kid had to you know cut all the pieces and i'm sure it's like wood glue and all that stuff and and my wife said it's really it's interesting that they can make that stuff so well and then you know art is not their strong suit i said yeah i said i'll tell you the difference that thing has a template there is actually a correct way to make this coat hanger. There was, there was a template. There was probably some pictures. There was probably, uh, I'm sure the teacher had uh, examples of it, what it's supposed to look like. Probably had an actual, you know, one that he made. And so the kids followed that. You have to cut these pieces a certain way with this saw, and you have to glue them to this piece that has to be cut a certain way. And everything is just so. And then you put it together. I said that is good for some people like us who have, you know, if, you, if it's open-ended and there's an infinite number of possibilities, that becomes very overwhelming. It becomes very stressful because you're certain that, okay, well, I have to sit here until I pick the right possibility. And, I have to, and that's impossible because there's just, there is, there's so many. Uh, which is why that Philip Baker Hall is so good because there were endless ways that he could have done that Bookman scene and he picked the perfect one. Not everybody has that ability or that gift. 
And so art was always tough for me because it's like, I could do this a million different ways and I think they're all going to suck just as much as the other one. Uh, you make a coat hanger, a coat rack, and it's like, well, it either looks, it's either the right thing or it's not. And if you follow along, you, you'll, you know, you should be, you have some skill, you'll get it right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so the kid, so there was some, you know, on Sunday night we had the tough talk, like, you know, because the, the, the 12-year-old of mine was saying, like, well, what do I, can, you know, do I really, you know, who cares? Like, you know, one of them is a, is a popsicle stick art project. And one of, I'm like, it doesn't matter how stupid you think that is. Yeah, I think popsicle sticks are dumb, too. I don't want to do any fucking thing. And it's not like they had to build something with popsicle sticks. It was like each popsicle stick had to be put on paper, glued on in a certain way, in a certain, you know, you have to draw different things on all the popsicle sticks and, and come up with a creative way to sort of link them together on a I don't even know it sounded awful just like all the art projects it sounded awful I said look I don't care how awful it is I don't care how much you hate it if you don't do it it's going to bring down all those other grades that you have worked so hard to get and that is that would be a fucking crime for you to just willingly throw away all of your grades uh, because of, you know, this nonsense that you just, and I said, just hand something in, do as much as you can do in 30 minutes, make it as good as you can in 30 minutes and hand it the fuck in. And you never think about it again. Cause even if you got a C <laughs> on those projects, it's still not a zero, which is going to sink all the rest of your grades. So sometimes we have to have those tough talks. And I'm not the, and I'm not the fun, friendly pal, uh, but I'm not a dick about it. I'm just like, you, you have to see it this way. And if you don't, I don't care. Cause you're going to do it this way anyways. Um, so I don't know. I do stuff right. I just, you know, there's, everybody does their own thing, but I, I, probably the proudest thing for me is, yeah, my parents and my, my kids are able to just like, we talk about anything and everything and we, you know. We joke around and stuff. You, you, I don't care what anybody says. You can be friends with your kids. You, know, you have to be a parent and you have to discipline them and you can't be their friend. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can actually do that. You can actually do that. I know there's a there's a great desire from a lot of people my age to just do exactly what their parents do did without thinking about it and like and 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 what their parents' parents did and blah 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 blah. And I've, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to kind of go in a different direction and see how this goes. And that's it. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm happy because we have a great relationship. Like, who gives, uh, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I am way, way over whatever I was going to do. Time to go. Enjoy the rest of whatever you do today. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Go to birthdayboyshop.com and get some merch. Until next time, later, Gators.